0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hello there, and welcome to the Nintendo Club Podcast. Today's episode with Aaron Rivera. And we will be discussing the Call of Duty franchise. Yes, the Call of Duty franchise here on the Nintendo Podcast. Uh, we've had Call of Duty for a while now on Nintendo consoles, and I thought it'd be cool to kind of walk through with a Call of Duty expert uh, where it started from, where it is now, and how it got there, kind of thing. So, now uh, welcome, Aaron. Hey. Pretty excited for this episode. You're like the the connoisseur of <laughs> Call of Duty, right? You've been doing most of these here.
1: Yeah, I I like Call of Duty a lot. Um, it's kind of um, it's not where I started gaming, but it's definitely as I look back on my gaming, I guess career. You could say it, <laughs> it's the, it's a title that stands
0: out. So. <laughs> did it? Did you ever take a? Did you have a a long break between childhood gaming and adult gaming? Did you mean? have a break like that? Did you, like, stop gaming for a period of time and then come back to it?
1: No. It just continued all the way through. But okay. the, the different... I guess there was a sort of split. So I always played Nintendo. I never really played anything else until uh, around 2006 or so. That's when I started playing, like... Um, call of duty xbox or, yeah, yeah yeah i started yeah. out started out playing xbox uh like halo and stuff and then sure. it just kind of spread call of duty and then i just kind of became obsessed with call of duty <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so i just finished campaign mode on ghosts oh yeah the, i haven't the, finished that one yet. this is the first campaign mode i've ever finished in the call of duty game i i started the black ops 2 and i got my wii u but I, I just wasn't good enough to finish that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's, I never, uh, or I have yet to finish Call of Duty Goose. Yeah. It's uh, it's about, what, 18 missions, and it's about 20 minutes a mission I, I figured out. Is oh, that yeah. pretty historical, 20 minutes per mission kind of going through the line in games?
1: It's about right. There are some, some other ones I like, can remember that definitely take a lot longer, um if you're playing on, like, harder modes. because
0: okay. I was on dead easy mode, because I yeah. know I suck.
1: <laughs> and that's not just because it's it's harder, but also because some of the missions add things to do.
0: As oh, kind of like in Perfect and Dark and Goldeneye, how, yeah. like, the insane mode was, like, the real version, yeah. and, like, the, the, <laughs> the, the easy ones, they just took stuff out, yeah. and that stuff that they took out made the missions less fulfilling, so to speak.
1: Yeah, that's sort of how it is, and so the missions in some of the games will last a lot longer as you go up in difficulty, and you find out a little bit more about the story. Hmm. Not not much. Like you're not missing out on on anything that's real important, but just a little bit, a little bit more backstory.
0: Okay, I will tell you this is very cinematic. It felt like in certain times I was acting out a movie, and it's like, oh, I hit B because that's the movie thing right now.
1: Yeah, I think that. You know the the Call of Duty series really started this kind of storytelling in in games on the level of kind of
0: cinematic. Like it's trying like to recreate a, a uh, like a World War Two movie yeah. almost. Not not in this one. It's yeah. futuristic, but yeah. But in, until
1: these games came out, we didn't really see a a level of storytelling like this.
0: So. As far as cinematic storytelling, yeah, yeah. We've had other types of yeah, stories. cinematics, yeah. For sure. So, all the Call of Duty games are pretty much similar in the fact that the campaign modes are movie-like in that way, and, I mean, the the general um, progression in this campaign mode is pretty similar throughout? Yeah, that
1: that Yeah. Case? basically the progression is pretty similar. Um, it, it, there's not really much that changes from from each game besides just the overall story. Um, you could play one game, uh, pick up another one, and
0: you're going to be f-
1: quite f- familiar with it.
0: It's okay, that's something I yeah. that was curious about, like, the mechanics yeah. of Call of Duty. <laughs> like, have the controls dramatically changed over the years? Or Controls like have that? not
1: changed. And one of the things that's also... Um, it's it's um, a little bit strange, I guess, but it kind of works for this series, is that... The control scheme does not change when you go from PlayStation to, um, uh, like, Xbox or something. but so, for- so the buttons are in the same place. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, actually, there, there was one difference. Um, I'm not sure if it's like this on the most recent games, but on one of them I played, the trigger on the PlayStation was the R1 instead of R2, like... So, you didn't really have that, uh, that more, uh, trigger like, uh, hmm. thing? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I do know And um, so, um, Giant Bomb did, like, a live stream during the Wii U launch, and they noticed that, uh, the controls were weird for them, yeah. and they had a cla- There's a classic mode on the Wii U for all the people that are used to the yeah. controls.
1: So, so that's one other thing. I guess I kind of forgot about that. Is that uh, for for the Wii U? Since the sticks are up top, um, Which I they've love. they've kind <laughs> of changed where like the button layout as far as the A, B, X, and Y. So it's kind of reversed. It's a, it, it's as if they flipped the buttons around. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of... And there is a classic mode for the people that I was like, I can't get used to this. Change. <laughs> yeah. For me, I never played the older uh, consoles, so, no, so
1: Yeah, it took me a little bit to get used to that, but since I've been playing on the Wii U, I don't really think anything of it
0: anymore. So it seems like game the game, they've improved graphics and have done stuff from that end of things. Um, the guns themselves, one kills you faster kind of thing, like not no big... Changes there? Am I right in saying that? Or
1: um, well, as far as like the graphics, they did start out using the Quake engine and they kind of um, used that for a while, but they added in a lot of a lot of their own changes to it, I guess. Um, until Modern Warfare, the first Modern Warfare, I believe, is when they actually changed uh, what they were using and came up with their their entire new new engine. So, um, as far as the guns. Yeah, there, there's always going to be certain guns that are pretty powerful in, in any Call of Duty game. Um, but it really comes down to how you want to play. So there are different players out there. There are some that like to run uh, pretty much the whole time and shoot. There are other ones who like to kind of post up somewhere and snipe. Mm-hmm. There are other ones who, you know, like to have a really powerful gun that can move a little bit slower and kind of plan out what they're doing. So... Depending on how you like to play, there's always going to be some some type of gun that works best for you.
0: Okay. And this series has always been a military kind of series where you're in some swarm of army. Uh, does that is that what attracts people to this versus other first-person shooter series, or what makes this so? What makes <laughs> it special? Why is this such a huge thing that that people go nuts over?
1: I think that this game is just so big because it was groundbreaking for its time when it first came out. You have to think, you know, back in 2002, 2003 uh, was was when this game,
0: we first started hearing things about this game. Uh, this was after there. the GoldenEye era, right? The N64 yeah. era that kicked that kind of thing off?
1: Yep. So so people were already in the first-person shooters, but nothing like this quite yet. I mean, there was like the Medal of Honor and stuff, but it, it was nothing. Was it like the
0: dual stick stuff that mean it? better or was it the graphics what made this
1: explode I think what made this game what it is or made it have such a huge fan base was the realism that they put into it Um, Mm -hmm. there up to this point there was never a a game that was this true to what it was really like to be in combat so
0: okay so um, I guess with that said the last thing I want to talk about evolution wise before it gets to the games themselves Uh, Multiplayer, Um, did this start out online and was that where it came from or was local a huge thing at the beginning or how's that kind of shifted?
1: It was mostly just a single player campaign uh, when it started out. There was an online mode, um, but that really wasn't as big as the single player campaign.
0: That blows my mind because these days a lot of people don't (laughs) even play the single player, they just buy it for online.
1: Yeah, so, um, well, the first game was on PC only. So um, huh. yeah, so so the online was was always there, but it wasn't great at the time. You got to remember, two thousand
0: three wasn't that <laughs> internet great. speeds, were, yeah, atrocious. <laughs> <just, laughs> yeah. yeah. Um
1: but I think the online really became big around. Uh, I'd say maybe 360? Call of Duty two. Yeah, probably around Call of Duty Two is is when the online really started to take hold, and since then the online was a big focus of the game.
0: And that's a 360 launch game, is that right? Yes. Okay. And then let's see what else. I just forgot. Anyways, uh, let's get into the games themselves. <laughs> Uh, the first one is called Medal of Honor, released in two thousand two. Now, Action. did this have the Call of Duty name attached to it at this time, or is this kind of just the first?
1: No. So, so actually, uh, Medal of Honor was a Electronic Arts game. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So, so this came out in two thousand two, and it kind like it had a pretty good following, a uh, pretty popular War, World War II game. And as we know, like the series kind of continued, and they they kind of hung around for a while, but but kind of lost its steam. Um, now, 22 members from that team left and created Infinity Ward. So that's where the Call of Duty franchise started. So, so it kind of had its roots with the Medal of Honor, but it was not associated with them.
0: Okay. Now, a question: It seems that Activision is the guys that I see making Call of Duty, at least publishing yeah. yes. it. Yes. Is Infinity Ward now owned by Activision? Yes, they are. Okay. So, uh, basically, you know, if they maintain any, do they have a sweetheart deal where they kind of maintain ownership over all this or is it sort of, was it a pure buyout? Uh, we will get to that later. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What's next in this, uh, Call of Duty story? These 22
1: members that left, um. They left because they weren't given the freedom to kind of make the game what they wanted. They were really disappointed with how the Medal of Honor turned out. So they wanted their game to be a more kind of global war, show that World War II was fought all around the world, not just, um, you know, from the point of view of the United States. Um, They want to have a varied kind of gameplay. They want to have one of the big things they want to have was some levels with no guns, which they were not allowed to do with. With their old old company, Yay, so, folks. yeah, folks, yeah. So they wanted to have a level that you didn't have any weapons, so that way you were really kind of put into this
0: uh, stealth, state of, kind
1: of yeah, yeah sort of stealth, but also kind of fear, like you know you were getting shot at and you didn't really have anything to
0: defend. Some it. of those levels and goes they did, I got frustrated because I kept on dying. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, those are they, some of the harder ones for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and,
0: and it they, probably happens in actual military situation. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sure yeah.
1: it does. Probably, I mean, you can get knocked around, lose your weapon, and have to deal with it. So, um, they wanted to also kind of get away from this sort of heroism that was in the Medal of Honor. So it was always like very patriotic, you know, just and and they wanted it to be more of the player just against these huge huge odds, you know, like how am I going to get out of this situation, something like mm-hmm. that. So,
0: and do you feel that all these goals are still? In mind today for the <laughs> franchise, or have they shifted shifted to other things by now?
1: I think it shifted a little bit. Um, I could see in the like the earlier games what they were doing, um, but I think as the game began to get so big, they kind of had to cater to what the players want.
0: And as a yearly installment, you don't have the freedom to do all the things they want to do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So So they were bought by Activision before the very first game came out.
1: Yeah, so they started working on this in 2002. um, And then in 2003, Activision announced that Infinity Ward was working on uh, Call of Duty. And that it was actually going to be a series of games not just one game so at that point they were already knowing or they already knew they wanted to make more than one game in this series um, and they have yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> um, yeah and, and some more stuff that they tried to focus on with this game was just like the realism as we kind of talked about earlier
0: this is World War 2 kind of era they're trying to create in this first one right yeah yeah. and they actually stuck with the World War 2 for
1: quite a while um, okay
0: did they go to different sides of the war at that point, or did they try to... What they do to do World War Two over and over again?
1: Yeah, so they, they did actually change it up. So you were fighting um, mostly from uh, the United States, Russia, um, Britain, things like that. You did okay. play... I believe you played a little bit from from the other sides but not much um but mainly they were just trying to show that the war was like worldwide and not yeah. just located in in one location so
0: okay
1: and yeah so to keep with the kind of realism they would hire like World War Two, um um kind of know-it-all people that knew you know where these types of battles took place uh what types of weapons were used stuff like that
0: um the lingo too, right? How people yeah. spoke and everything like that. Yeah, so that was a pretty big deal. They they got that
1: pretty pretty accurate. They think you know watched a lot of films and stuff like that to try to get it pretty pretty true to life. Um, and they had a lot of uh, different people doing the uh, like the voice acting. So one of the famous people that actually signed on pretty early was Jason Statham. So, oh, yes. Yeah, so cool. from the beginning, they had a lot, or they had some pretty big names as uh, voice acting. Later on, they would get people like um, Ice Cube on
0: okay. there,
1: so, okay. so things like that. So they got some pretty <laughs> pretty big names.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Um, so the guns, they actually recorded all these at different distances to try to make them realistic, is what you have here. Yeah. That's it's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, so if you actually are playing one of these games and you hear someone fire from the other side of the map, it will sound different than if they're right next to you. That's because they did record them all at these these different, uh, um, what do you call it? different lengths or whatever. Do they
0: do this in different environments where you'll have indoor sound versus outdoor sound? Do you know if they went to that length?
1: I'm not sure about that. I'm sure in the later games they probably did. Yeah, I'm not sure about the earlier games. Um, what I heard is that, like, I've never done it, but if you hook it up to surround sound, that it sounds perfect on on these uh, first games. Um, so if someone actually fires, you can hear like the gunshot go from one side of the room to the other. So <laughs> yeah,
0: it's cool. Yeah. So, um, what else did they do for this first game that made it such a big deal?
1: One of the really big things they did is they had these kind of scripted segments that now we're all really used to that yeah. was pretty big deal back then. So basically these non-playable scenes that like you were just in there, someone might be talking or something might be going on around you, and all you can do is look around. Um, and you can't really do much, so you couldn't fire your weapon or anything. Um, now they kind of have it to where you can kind of move around within this location, but really there's just something else going on that's a part of the story that you can't really do
0: anything else, just kind of have to pay attention to what's going on. Um, I will tell you, that that whole thing, um, sometimes you have to look a certain way to trigger something. Yeah. And some of the scenes in Ghosts, I didn't realize that, and I was just <laughs> chilling, looking, around, looking you know, <laughs> yeah. in the wrong direction. And, you know five minutes later it's like oh should have done that <laughs> yeah
1: this was a big deal
0: back then you know no one was doing anything like this so
1: now it's just something that we're like oh yeah I get to this part and then we just wait a little bit yeah,
0: The assassin's creed 4 is big with that I've noticed yeah, so far yeah definitely so fall 2003 this this thing comes out um for pc windows right yeah Good old windows 95 windows. what is it not no it's three. It says three says is xP right
1: It could be. There are some people. There's still some people holding on to Windows 95, so Uh, (laughs) I don't know what it actually came out on, but but it was definitely on on PC, Um, and they ended up coming out with a Mac version as well. Um, Nice. The the Mac version, I played that quite a bit.
0: Um, Now, can I ask, this is a silly question, but have they made a um, remastered of the original game on any newer consoles? No, they haven't. Seems like a gold mine of just money like <laughs> experience the first game in like glorious HD. Yeah. I think I would that like would be huge. I think people would really dig that cuz yeah. there's probably a lot of cod players out there that have never played the first one.
1: Yeah, I'm sure That's there like, is. And uh yeah, I mean that was a really good campaign. The the story that was I mean the story wasn't so strong but it was really um At the time, you know, it looked very realistic and kind of being there in the World War II setting, you're like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. awesome, you know? Um, So it was a big deal.
0: Um, Very cool. Yeah. Um, So there were two new COD titles released before Call of Duty 2 by people that weren't Infinity Ward. Is that right? Yeah, so... How did the Infinity Ward people feel about that?
1: (laughs) Well... (laughs) After this, uh, after the first game, you know, it was a huge success. Um, and there were tons of World War II shooters starting to come out right after that. Um, and basically the publisher knew that they, you know, had to keep pushing these games out. Infinity Ward hadn't even started working on the second game yet. They they just released Call of Duty. They were, you know, just really happy to get it out. Um, so basically they hired, their publisher hired three new uh three new studios to work on call of duty games Hmm. um i I believe one of them was uh, spark or something like that there was Treyarch and there was something else um and basically yeah they came out with united Offensive, which was a completely new game but it came out as dlc for for the first call of duty um and then there was call of duty finest hour um and these were Was all- it
0: its finest hour, or was it a crappy game?
1: <laughs> it was a crappy game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these came out on PC. Um, they not very great compared to the first one. Um, and, yeah, they just really didn't stand out. They didn't sell well. People still still bought them, still played them, but just they, they weren't as loved as the first game. So.
0: Okay. So then the big thing happens. Xbox 360 is coming out. And Microsoft wants its console to be the grown-up console and have all the shooters. And yeah. they contact Infinity Ward to make a sequel game. So is am I correct in saying there was no Call of Duty on the original Xbox? Uh, is that right in saying that, or did at some point did that happen? I believe happen? that's right.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was any Call of Duty on
0: there. It wow. Okay. So Halo was the big thing for that console yeah. as far as shooters. Yeah, okay. So yeah, um, Call of Duty Two. What, what's what's so special about this game? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so just going back just a little bit. So Call of, I mean, uh, like Microsoft really was pushing their system. They wanted it to be first person shooter. They you know just kind of revolve around the first person shooter. So they were actually made their controller to be the best it could with first person shooters because they knew they had Halo. They were trying to get you know the Call of Duty series, and that's where I mean you can still see it today. Um, Microsoft makes special deals with first person shooter titles so that they can be the first ones to get the DLC, you know, and have oh, special yeah. content stuff. So that's what they've always pushed hard on that, on, on their platform. So,
0: yep. It's the ultimate platform if you want to <laughs> blow stuff up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so did they get this out in time for launch? Was this a launch title?
1: Yeah, so they wanted this to be out for launch, um, and basically their publisher uh, didn't want them to make any console games, so they were really trying to get them away from, from doing console games. They just didn't oh, think it was wow. going to do well.
0: Yeah, That's hilarious in yeah. retrospect, because like, <laughs> PC gaming has been on the decline. It's, it's rising again, but overall consoles have been the place where huge market people play.
1: So. Yeah. So it's kind of a strange—I mean, strange to look back on—but it was a very different time. <laughs> um, so they definitely—so they were like, "Okay, if you're gonna make this console game, um, then you need to release um, a, another game on the current-gen console." So that was like the GameCube, um, Xbox, Xbox, PlayStation Two, yeah. things like that. So, so they wanted just another one on there so basically they hired Treyarch to create Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1 now this is kind of a strange title because (laughs) it does say Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1 but
0: sounds like a sequel to Call of Duty 2 almost yeah but Call of Duty 2 wasn't even out (laughs) so it's kind of weird now was this this actually come out ever
1: yes this did come out it's a terrible game Um, (laughs) so it's on
0: GameCube I can get this thing yeah, you can
1: go get this
0: Oh, game. boy.
1: And on the <laughs> Xbox, perhaps. I played it on GameCube, and it's... Wow. I don't know, it's just not very good.
0: It's <laughs> kind of weird. Okay. Uh, it, it so there was like a Call of Duty on GameCube. There was a Call of Duty on Wii, and Wii we've had them since GameCube, then. Yeah. Over here.
1: It seems like they were trying to um, recreate the Call of Duty 1 with this game, and okay. it just didn't really quite do. I remember some of the missions were very
0: similar. Is it the Twilight Princess to Ocarina? Or Twilight worse? Twilight Princess is a good game. <laughs> I, I'm working at it. I, I lost interest. But there's moments. There's great, beautiful, glorious moments in that game. You're saying Big moments, Red One has you... no big, glorious moments like uh, Twilight Princess does?
1: Yeah. And if by moments you mean the entire game is, is great. <laughs> and, and yes, there, there is a great moment.
0: <laughs> okay, you talk about Twilight Princess now, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: Twilight Princess. We'll know, to talk about this game. next
0: hour, the <laughs> Twilight Princess discussion, perhaps. Oh, it's Call of Duty two. You know, two thousand five comes out for PC and Xbox three sixty. Um, is there ever a PS three version of that game? I'd assume yes, right? Yeah, yeah, there was a PS three version, but I just didn't really. That's focus wild on that. to think that only last generation. It's really been the Call of Duty thing. Like that wasn't even a thing until. This last generation that's now over, yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. <laughs> okay, because it seems like it's been around forever. but yeah. I guess I that mean, means this the sixties been around forever. This was a long generation we had. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like the five year cycles. So it's
1: yeah. <laughs> now this game though was very successful. I mean, it was huge. um it came out in November. The Xbox 360 launched in November, I believe. Yeah. At least it was late
0: in the year. I don't oh, know yeah, because I November. think... Oh, wait. They, I thought they lined up the launch date of the Xbox One with Xbox 360 or the original Xbox One. I forget which... Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. But it was late in the
1: year. I believe it was November. Um, Call of Duty uh, 2 released with the... It was a launch title, so released the same time. Now... It got into the top 20 games of the year, and it only had two months. months—yeah, less than two months. Uh, and it also had um, a very small player base, because the 360 had just come out.
0: Yeah, that's so, hard to do on a launch title. Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: Um, now this game brought um, some new stuff. It had multiple campaigns, so you can kind of play through from different sides and kind of see the war from, from different... Uh, different viewpoints Um, it had, it kind of brought in a Halo thing um, since it was going to be on the 360 now they knew they were going to kind of cater to this Halo uh, crowd so they in order to get a kind of faster type of gameplay that now we are really used to with Call of Duty compared to other first person shooters is that they took away the health pack so Hmm. instead
0: of now in these older games did they not have regenerating health like they have today? No, you It was old style and, where yeah. you just die. Okay. It,
1: well, it would take down your health, and then you could find a health pack, and it would revive you. But uh,
0: okay, but like we had of, we had with gold mine kind of thing. Yeah, those
1: were kind of hard to come by.
0: So. When did regenerating health become a thing? That became again a thing with Halo. Okay, so that Halo was the, first, was the first
1: one to do that. Yeah. Huh. Um, it was actually I believe it was Halo
0: Two. Halo One did have health packs. Halo... Yeah, I remember that because I couldn't, I, tri- I bought that for the Mac and I couldn't finish it because I, I kept on dying.
1: <laughs> That's a great game on the Mac, I think.
0: I, I, it's too... I put it in easy mode and I can't get through the story mode. <laughs> at least I couldn't back then. I don't know. Yeah. I'm bad at shooters Aaron. It's, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I want platforms to jump on. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but taking off the health pack made the game play a lot faster than, than the older titles. Um... And one big thing about this game is that the multiplayer uh, stayed the number one online game uh, for one year. and That was all up until Gears of War came out. So,
0: it's pretty... Now, Aaron, I've been Googling this thing, Call of Duty on 3DS, and I can't find anything. What well, I did find, though, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Defiance for the DS. Yeah. How did they make a Call of Duty game without a joystick?
1: I just left that out, but I don't even know how... Have how <laughs> you ever experienced that one? I never played that game. I mm-hmm. always just assumed it was terrible. I know They got they a also,
0: 7.6 on the GameStop review. I don't know if that means anything.
1: <laughs> they came out with other ones, like, uh... I believe there was a Modern Warfare...
0: Modern Warfare? Is that what you're talking about? Modern Warfare? Modern Warfare 3 Defiance.
1: Yeah. They came out with that, um... There were also some, some Wii versions of like Modern Warfare and yep. things like that. They
0: just but the games. Wii versions were never full versions like we have in the Wii U, right?
1: One of them was. One, One was, of them okay. was a very good game, but yeah, some, some of them just weren't.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Wii was suspect to a lot of... Let's just throw it on there because it sells. Yeah. Um, so, the... Um, Let's see. So during this generation of the 360, we've gotten, what, five or six, seven of these games? Is that right? we got a lot. I don't know yeah. the, the exact number. <laughs> one a year, <laughs> so. Um, yeah. The Call of Duty 2, multiple campaigns, which sounds like a cool thing, right? Where you can do more than one story mode. Yeah. Why'd they get rid of that? Too much time to develop that? Or? It could be,
1: yeah. Because, I mean, you got to think about at the time, you know, they had a, a few years to make this. Um, and now they only have one or two years, but really just a year to make it because, um, you know, you got to kind of come up with what you're going to do and then actually start to put it in, in place. Right. Um, so, yeah, a, about a year to start start getting this ready as opposed to the three years they had before.
0: Okay. So Call of Duty 3, um, was there a war? At Activision at this yeah, time. So, the Call of Duty, so to speak, <laughs> internally.
1: So um, up until this back-to-the-time thing, you know, Infinity Ward had plenty of time to, to make their games. They, we weren't really in this kind of rush, rushed stage. Um, they were assured that all major releases of Call of Duty would be uh, would be theirs. Um, Was this
0: in a contract any, or is this kind of a verbal thing? I'm not sure. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how this all worked out. Um, Infinity Ward has been pretty private, pretty quiet about... about um, their deal. Yeah, about their deal. Um, They're probably and, pretty well-paid individuals, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they are. Um, and so basically, they wanted to come out with Call of Duty 3, um Infinity Ward wasn't even ready, hadn't even started working on it yet. Little did they know, um, they'd already given permission to make Call of Duty 3 to Treyarch.
0: And Let's see.
1: <laughs> yeah, Infinity Ward was very upset when they found out about it. Um, and since then, there's always been a kind of rivalry between players, um, you know, to, to which Call of Duty games are actually better, the Infinity Ward or the Treyarch.
0: Now, is Ghost Treyarch, because so I think I saw that a couple times, it's Treyarch, right? Yeah,
1: it's... If I remember right, it's actually both.
0: <laughs> so okay. So
1: recently, okay. they've kind of been working together more than they were at this point. So okay. Call of Duty 3, I mean, they were completely split, but they've been forced to work together. So they've <laughs> they've kind of bonded a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Call of Duty 3, yeah, it's a... a, a I can't, Call of Duty 3 was a Treyarch game.
0: Um, And
1: since then,
0: they've been having these switching So some live feedback, uh, Aaron. Yeah. Jimmy7780 thinks Treyarch is the better developer. (laughs) Throw it down here. Also, there was a Call of Duty, um, let's see, Black Ops for DS as well. Yeah. The DS got a lot of Call of Duty love.
1: I have a friend who thinks that uh, Treyarch is actually uh, the better one as well. I don't really have a preference as far as which one I like better. They they each kind of have a different feel to them. As Like when you play, it's there's a slightly different look to it, especially when it comes to, um, like, the HUD,
0: mm-hmm. the heads up. Display. The earlier games were probably better on Infinity War by far because the yeah. Treyarch ones just sound like crapware. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically. But the newer ones, maybe not the case.
1: Yeah, the newer ones, especially Black Ops. I mean, that was a really great game. The first Black Ops. Okay. Um, yes, Call of Duty 3, released 2006. Um, it was the first release of the Call of Duty series to be console only. Hmm. Um, and this one also brought
0: uh, these kind of n-
1: smaller kind
0: of countries to the war. Like um, Canada, the peaceful yeah. <laughs> brethren up north.
1: Yeah, so it kind of showed Canada's involvement in the war that not many people think about. Um, yeah. But this game didn't sell very well. Uh, I mean, It well, did not, really. It, it sold all right, but compared, I mean, when you put that on Call of Duty scale, <laughs> it did
0: not. <laughs> Call sell of Duty really. numbers, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that's mostly because the market at this point had become saturated with Call of Duty games. I mean, Call of Duty-like games, so World War II type shooters. Pretty Now, the Wii, this blew up on, right? Yeah, so the, so it was pretty big deal on the Wii. So the Wii had uh, come out, and it was, you know, didn't really have a big third-party game on it yet that was kind of, that could match what they were doing on, like, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation, like that. Till this game came out and kind of showed what the controller could do as far as first person shooting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so you had you would point the the controller at the screen and that was where your gun was pointing.
0: This is uh, pretty cool. I mean, yeah,
1: and you could fire. Uh, I mean, it was pretty pretty accurate. It took a little bit to get used to. One other thing that was really cool is that you could throw your grenade by flicking uh, the nunchuck. It's pretty great. So, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, that seems like a cool new thing that they that brought to that market different from what was already out there so so call duty 4 infinity ward is doing this one and is it any better this time around oh way as far as sales and stuff stuff (laughs) yeah
1: this was huge turning point for the entire series um so when they started making Call of Duty Four, they knew that they wanted to get away from this World War Two. They had seen what Call of Duty Three or what happened to Call of Duty Three, but actually, um, Infinity Ward from the start, every time that they pitched the game to their publisher, they were telling them that they wanted to make a futuristic or like a modern day, modern day game, and they would always say no. So hmm. at at this point, you know, Call of Duty Three sales weren't that great. They finally. We're like, okay. We, we, we dragged that horse <laughs> to the ground and beat it dead. <laughs> yeah. So they let him do the Modern Warfare. And um, Modern Warfare took place in today's world. and um, But they did have to kind of put up a fight for that. like The publisher really didn't want it out there. Was it and, in today's wars? Like No, it was what? like modern day.
0: So, so they didn't use real-life wars. No, so, no, okay. it wasn't real-life wars. It was a
1: completely fictional story.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's probably for the best in this case. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, now, one thing that was very different with this game as far as the studio is that they split the group. At this point, you know, Infinity Ward started off with two or 22 members. They had grown to about 150 members now. Mm-hmm. They split the groups. Um... They had one work on single-player campaign and one work on multiplayer. Um, they started to see that, that multiplayer was huge, and this is where the really where the multiplayer started to take off to kind of what it is
0: today. Um, so, do you think they'll ever do a standalone multiplayer game at some point?
1: I'm not sure if they will. Um,
0: I could see... I think it would sell. I think it would be a big hit. Um, or would that... See, the, the the thing I have imagined is you buy the multiplayer game, and every year you buy the $30 DLC pack with new maps and weapons, but that would kill, for a lot of sales, the $60 game coming out that has everything. Yeah. Right? That's Yeah, I mean... That's why they might not ever do that.
1: But there also are a lot of people that only buy the game to get the multiplayer. Like, I know people who... Exactly. Who never, it, it's never, just free
0: like, money, right? Game. They leave on the yeah. table, I guess, by... Yeah like hey you have to pay $60 for $30 of content you're not going to use whatever it is yeah yeah I don't know because I would just love a digital version Wii U. that's just multiplayer can just hop into and you know pop in out. Yeah. anyways um, Call of Duty 4 2007 yeah. great huge uh, reviews great, great sales um, what, what else do you want to note about this game 14 million so, copies in six months. Sweet. Yeah.
1: As far as the story went, you know, the, the characters, they were given these kind of backstories, so you actually learn more about the characters, found out, you know, who they were, what their kind of history was, um, and they became kind of these returning characters throughout the series. Um, so that was very different.
0: Um, also, how uh, far do they return into? Does Ghosts have any returning people, or is that new
1: I don't think Ghost has anyone returning. No,
0: okay. uh, that's a kind of a new thing. Um, they went. Th- but for Modern Warfare. For, yeah, the Modern they have Warfare. a 2. Modern Warfare 2. What else do they have and that three. continue these characters on?
1: Uh, they have Modern Warfare 3 also.
0: Oh, okay. So, cool. so it's a trilogy.
1: Um, yeah. And this game was pretty big because. It threw in some things that had never been in a Call of Duty game before. So the multiplayer, uh, you had kill streaks that you could earn. So if you're getting a certain amount of kills, you could call in, call in things, helicopters, you know, jets and stuff. Um,
0: and- Which I think it's a little shenanigans. The best players are the ones that get <laughs> rewarded. It's the people that are dying that you get the help, you know? <laughs> i i disagree, I disagree. <laughs> it's like oh, i can't hang with these people now i can't hang even more <laughs> yeah
1: i always got upset uh whenever they added these uh kind of Death Streaks is what they're called. So if you died, you know, so many times, then you yes, can get things. Yes, I
0: want those.
1: Yeah, that is in, like, Black Ops and Black Ops 2. I don't know.
0: That like should it. be in all the games, because people that suck need, help, need some help. You know?
1: Yeah. Or, or wait, actually, I think it's Modern Warfare 3. It's in one of those games, I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then this game also had a huge plot twist in it. Hey, it was the first time anything like this had ever been done. There's a mission uh, where a nuclear bomb goes off, and the player that you're playing as actually dies. So you switch over to another character. So it's kind of like the story is told through different
0: people. And Am I able to spoil anything in ghosts? Yeah, I mean, I just ruined This it. happens in ghosts. <laughs> yeah. S- sort sure. of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of happened um, in a few games since then.
0: Is there a cliffhanger in this one as well? Oh, yes, definitely. You yes, okay. That that returns with ghosts. We'll probably have a ghost two and a ghost three maybe.
1: Um, with this game, I believe basically all of the games kind of start ending in cliffhangers. So kind of just so them. annoying. It's like this is a game I wanted to be resolved. Modern <laughs> Warfare like, Two has a huge
0: cliffhanger. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I was like, oh man, I wish I just didn't. yell. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a cliffhanger.
1: But speaking of cliffhangers, you know Modern Warfare. Or- Black Ops Two has three different endings,
0: so depending on which ending you get, you're gonna have a different clip. Oh, I meaning you can die earlier and get a different ending.
1: You know, you depending on which characters die throughout, the, like what you hmm. do in different scenes and who you choose to save. Okay, or change change the ending. Interesting. So. Um, but yeah, uh, this game was huge. Sold 13 million copies, as you said, in, in only six months, um, and. The most played game on Xbox Live uh,
0: up to that point. So, and this game was what fifty bucks at the time. Fifty or sixty, something like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: And the maps on it are so popular that they brought them back on Modern Warfare Two, and still some of my friends say that some of those maps
0: are like. Their favorite maps. So if that was $50, so. Aaron, that's $650 million worth of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even throw in some of these stats, but there that's was um, some DLC that was released on uh, this game. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, where in one week they made $10 million off the DLC. <laughs> wow. So.
0: the guys at Infinity Ward get bonuses when that happens? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Oh, man. It's 2008. It's new year. new Call of Duty. This is uh, what? Modern Warfare 2? Is that correct?
1: No. So this was a Treyarch title. This was uh, Black Ops. Oh, so uh, Treyarch or, or, or,
0: or, was all or, 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 the Black wait, Ops games. Sorry.
1: sorry. Not Black Ops. I'm skipping ahead. This was um,
0: World at War. Okay. So this was... Not Warcraft. Not, not Warcraft. No.
1: <laughs> this one uh, is kind of looked over a lot. I always look it over. I kind of forget about it. But... It's a pretty big deal because they had already been working on this before, right after Call of Duty Three started working on this. weren't really seeing, or they didn't really know that Infinity Ward was going to go into this modern day shooter. So they Mm -hmm. were still sticking with the World War Two. So in this game, um, you are mostly in the Pacific, which is kind of where they'd never been before in any of the Call of Duty games. Um, I'm not sure if you're in Hawaii. Uh, you're in a lot of those smaller Pacific islands that you know, fighting off like the Japanese and stuff like that.
0: Okay. So, so you don't do it, You don't have a Pearl Harbor mission, I take it. Uh, I don't remember actually. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, So that's right
1: up that alley. If that's in that <laughs> area, <laughs> I I think there was a there was actually a Pearl Harbor on a different Call of Duty game, but that was about as far as they went into the Pacific. So.
0: Okay interesting yeah um, um, z- zombie mode <laughs> this is in black ops 2 as well what What the heck is this mode yeah so Nazi zombie actually <laughs> so, so I, I could never play be- this black ops 2 because none of people were playing it for the yeah. online work on that one
1: Um, zombie mode was a new mode they did because at the time you think back 2008 you know there was a lot of zombie movies coming out oh yes and (laughs) so they decided you know we gotta do something with zombies so they made this Nazi zombie mode it's a uh, you can do it single player or online co-op you can do it uh, like local co-op also Um, and that was
0: the idea if you die you become a zombie no if you die that's just just game over (laughs) oh
1: okay Um, yeah, you can actually... If you're playing a single player when you die, that's it. If you're playing multiplayer, um, if you die and your players beat that round, kill all the zombies in that round, then you can come back. As a zombie? If I
0: remember right. He plays a zombie. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> but I'm, Did they add that in one of the future games? Because I feel like that's that should be a thing. Yeah, I don't think they did. Huh. That kind of sucks. Um, but
1: yeah... The, the zombie mode, basically there were rounds, and each round it would get harder and harder, and you had to upgrade your weapons, and um, you were kind of in a limited area. At first, you would start off in like one room, and then you would gain money for however many zombies you would kill, or like how many times you hit them, um, and you could board up the windows, the zombies would have to rip down the boards and stuff, <laughs> but you had to spend money to board up the windows again.
0: Like real money? Or wait, wait,
1: no. If you boarded up the windows, then you got money, correction.
0: Uh, okay. And, now this is kind of like endless wave kind of fighting off thing, right? Yeah. Basically the wave fights. Okay.
1: Yeah. So then you would spend your money that you got from killing the zombies boarding up the windows and stuff to open up new doors. Or so so you'd open up a door and that would open up a new area of the map. And then it then you'd have to kind of, you'd have a larger area to run around in, but it got a little more intense because the zombies, you know, there'd be more of them and you had to keep hmm keep opening up the map to get uh, like better weapons and get to new areas and stuff like that so you can find better places and to not it out of ammo too, right? Yeah, definitely. You had a limited amount of ammo but you had to keep buying new weapons and it was, it started getting pretty intense. Some of the games I played with my friends uh, on Black Ops would last in like five, six hours
0: <laughs> What? Yeah See, so after like 90 minutes I'm just tired of it, you know, it's like oh, I'm done It got pretty intense <laughs> Yeah, it's like I noticed like a trend. Cause so I do a live stream. What I play now, like after ninety minutes of the really intense games, I just uh, I'm emotionally <laughs> spent. Uh, yeah. I, you know I can't go any further. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense stuff. Two thousand nine, Modern Warfare two. It's back, bigger than ever. Um, no Call of Duty in this title. Yeah,
1: so at first...
0: How'd it, they get that? At first, <laughs> so it loud. wasn't
1: called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It was just called Modern Warfare 2. Um, Activision insisted that they put Call of Duty back in the title. I'm sure so they
0: did. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed they got it to the
1: door without that. So then they they had another version come out, and it said Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Same so, game? Yep, same game. <laughs>
0: okay. Is the Modern Warfare 2 um, harder to find Is like a limited release thing?
1: I'm not sure how hard it is to find, but yeah, it was definitely a limited thing.
0: I wasn't sure if it was like a collector's item for the Call of Duty people out there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So they went against what they wanted to do originally in this game, it would appear. Yeah,
1: definitely. This is where it kind of started changing. You know, the the Call of Duty series had really um, got a huge fan base at this point, and basically from year to year, players wanted the next thing, just be, you know, more cinematic, you know, like bigger explosions, makes crazier stuff happen. So the single single player became pretty pretty over the top. Is like this kind of heroism that they kinda of wanted to get away from. It's really mm-hmm. it they couldn't leave it out anymore. And so the single player you just become this character who can just do like anything. You're like defying all odds and you know, it's it's crazy. There's parts like uh in like Modern Warfare 3 for example like a building falls over and you're like in the building like a skyscraper <laughs> and you are just jumping around surviving the, I don't know how this stuff works but
0: yeah. what's this <laughs>
1: controversial mall scene? Okay this is a pretty big deal um at the beginning of the game you start up the single player and it says that there's the like a graphic or like some graphic content and uh, you know which like display on this and then it's Call of Duty yeah. How much more graphic <laughs> is
0: it going to be? This is a pretty
1: big deal. So if you said okay, then you would play this mission. If you said no, you would skip this mission. Which I thought was kind of weird. If you skip the mission, then you kind of don't know what's going on in the story. Why um, is this a big deal? Basically, you are um, uh, working with the Russians kind of, uh, sort of spying on uh, within this... Uh, this kind of group, and so so you get in there, and to for them not to find you out, you have to take part in this thing where you get a light machine gun. Um, a not light one, not a heavy one, just a light <laughs> <Yeah>. one. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's what they're called, light machine guns. You sure. have the submachine
0: gun. I find that name just hilarious. Yeah. It's like. Yeah.
1: Um, and you have unlimited ammo, if I remember correctly, and you are dressed in Naturally. civilian clothes. You go into this mall, and you just start killing all the civilians. And What? Yeah, and you, it's like, you could walk through and not do it, but you just, you just do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what happens if you don't kill
1: the civilians? If you don't, if, if you don't kill them, you're with, like, four other people, and they kill them, so... And you you kind of have to because no.
0: What's the mission goal where this makes sense in any real um, um, thing? Yeah. So
1: so this makes sense because it was this group's attempt to start a war. So they blame it on some other group, and then it kind of starts a war. And the the whole modern warfare series is kind of based on these people trying to create a war to um, to to get. So you're trying to create a war? No, you're trying to infiltrate their group, but you end up becoming a part at the end. Of like this, undercover? Yeah. At okay. the end of this mission, you know, you're just like, "What is going on? This is crazy!" And then he.
0: Now, what if sp- you shoot the three people that are with you? You can't. Oh, okay. But, just like you can't shoot the dog. Otherwise, it's yeah. game over. Uh,
1: they kind of explain <laughs> to you at the end why they did it, and then they're like, um, "And you're going to be the one to take the fall," and then they shoot, shoot your character in the chest and you fall over and your person dies right there. So that's how it kind of gets blamed on the on the U.S. Like,
0: yeah. Okay. Is this a famous mall like Mall of America or anything like that?
1: I don't think it was a famous one. It was just, uh, I believe it was a Russian mall or something like okay. that. Okay.
0: I can see why that that is controversial. Yeah. Um I really hope they don't have a movie theater uh, shooting scene in these games pretty soon here because that would be hard-hitting point with actual stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's early on in the game, the first mission, you said?
1: No, it wasn't the first mission, but it was okay. pretty early
0: on. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you skip that, you just skip it, there's no cutscene to explain yeah, things at all? just skip it, yep. Okay. Um, Year later, 2010, Black Ops, the first of the series. I think there's... Is there going to be a third of this, or just the two? Do you think?
1: I don't know if there's going to be... I mean, actually, I would assume there's
0: going to be a third. I don't see how they couldn't have a third. With do how, you think Black they'll Ops, do a Black Ops, Ops 3 Ops. and then a Ghost 2 afterwards?
1: Could be, yeah. Okay.
0: So Cold War era, Russians kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, it's
1: more so Russians are kind of teaming up with uh, Cuba. Uh, so that's kind of the who you're fighting against. It's... it's a- it's a very different game. This is probably my favorite Call of Duty game because the story is so intense. It's like very story-driven. As Like the other Call of Duty games, you know, they're story-driven in a campaign. That's kind of how you get by. But this one mm-hmm. is like you're trying to find out these, you know, hidden messages that are in the game and secret areas and just how everything fits together. And then your, your character you're playing as, he has a schizophrenia kind of thing that you don't find out till the end. I'm just ruining all these games. It's all
0: right. It's all right.
1: It's, it's very interesting because he is tell or you're playing these like missions and there's this character, you know, and you're trying to figure out how it all fits together and it all makes sense at the end. But then there's also this historical aspect of the CIA, um, all of their in- involvings in the cold war, you know, who killed JFK and stuff like that. It's all, there's all these hidden messages in there and it's, Pretty interesting.
0: Cool. Thoughts um, thoughts came to mind. Why hasn't there been a Call of Duty movie yet? I don't know. That seems like <laughs> another gold mine just waiting to be tapped into. Yeah. I think so. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Modern Warfare 3. Is this oh. a year later? Is this 2011?
1: Back to Black Ops real quick. Yep, um, sure it had a uh, point killstreak system that was added that's kind of been carried over ever since then. So, um, basically, it's kind of been changed as it went along, but in Black Ops, it was the strongest to where not only would your killstreak go up for each each person that you killed, but also um, you could call in, like, a UAV, for example. And if anyone killed someone while your UAV was up, then you got um, points towards your killstreak. Okay. So...
0: Yeah, that was a change. Fairly big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you ready? Modern yeah. Warfare 3, it's 2011.
1: Yeah, so 2011, Modern Warfare 3. Um, it returned to the Modern Warfare story. Um, it kind of ended that trilogy. Um, and there wasn't much new to that game. It was pretty similar to Modern Warfare 2. Um, except that it did add a co-op and, and single player mode. where I mean, it was kind of like zombies, except it wasn't zombies. So just these horde, like waves of enemies kept coming. Um, that's basically it.
0: Sweet. <laughs> and over these time, the graphics have been getting better and better. I've oh looked yeah. A comparison between the first 360 and the last 360 game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Ops Two, 2012, right? Yep. This is the year of the Wii U launch, so this was a new game when the Wii U launched, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I played it on the Wii U. I thought it was pretty good on there because um, of the controls. You know, you could either control it with the Pro Controller, the Classic Controller, the GamePad, it had all these different options. And if you. Yeah, like I did, you could use the Pro Controller and have like the gamepad sitting in front of you as a map, mm-hmm. so that way you didn't have to hit start to look at your map. So.
0: And off-TV mode's pretty sweet for multiplayer. Yeah. So it's 25 years in the future, so um, it doesn't feel futuristic because I was playing the first couple missions.
1: Yeah, so I believe the game starts out, it's not, in the future. So it kind of is telling uh, some of the story of leading up to what happened 25 years in the future. So the character from Black Ops um, his story is kind of going on in this, in between the 25 years leading up to that and then uh, in Black Ops 2 you're playing as a son.
0: Okay. Is this one not as good as the first Black Ops in your opinion? It's not as good. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> <So>. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm stuck. I, I keep dying on the like third or third mission or something. Wow. I can't escape to the beach or something. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, this was available Wii U, 360, PS3. I'm sure the PC had a version as well. Um, Black Ops 2? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, most recently, Call of Duty Ghosts. It's yeah. the big thing here. there's was a cute little puppy dog. You get to play. <laughs> That's a that big thing at E3, you know, the the, yeah. big, the big dog thing, you know. And yeah, I didn't think the dog
1: was that big of a deal. I was kind of.
0: It was kind of fun, like I gotta to say. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you have to carry the dog at one point in mission mode. Haven't gotten there yet. Oh, you're you're really fun yeah. Okay and uh yeah i the first thing i did in the campaign mode was shoot the dog to see what happens and uh <laughs> you can't, kill your, can't um, kill your dog. you can't kill your dog so um this game did not sell nearly as well as the other ones i'm not sure what the i'm not sure what that's indicative of maybe i don't know new console launches but that seems like a good game for the new consoles i'm not sure what what why this did not sell as well
1: I think the Call of Duty name is just kind of falling out of favor with a lot of fans. uh,
0: It's an old franchise. Yeah. Mm. So,
1: um, yeah, one thing to point out about Call of Duty Ghosts is, you know, I thought it was going to carry over something from the Modern Warfare because there is a character in Modern Warfare whose name is Ghost and he does wear a a ski mask like they do in Call of Duty Ghosts. But I don't see any carryover.
0: Yeah, I was disappointed that I couldn't actually play as like a dead body, like a ghost, you know. That just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, you jump alive, into the ghost and you can do recon, you know. But uh, that's the name of a, uh, a <laughs> team, a striking yeah. team. And it's very much in the future. You're in outer space in this. You're swimming in the water. This is like all the James Bond movies put in the one sort of thing. Yeah, you have trains. Yeah, you have trains. So, you've got everything a James Bond movie would have. You have our space. You have underwater scenes. You have trains. You have, you know, um, big bad people. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways. I mean, the Call of Duty has
1: gotten really just out there
0: with the stuff they. It put feels there. like a James Bond movie almost. Yeah. With more of a war slant. Yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy. But yeah, I, I love the Wii U version. I really hope next year's Call of Duty has a Wii U version. I hope that continues on for the years to come. Yeah, one I'm thing that's nice up. about
1: the Wii U version we talked about it before that they haven't or that they can do with the other consoles is they have the controls, so you can control the game with any controller that you can hook up to your Wii U. Which um, <laughs> is <does> a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of controllers, and it's really easy to switch between them. You hit a button on the second controller, and it just turns on and it works.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you can be playing it per controller. Then it's like, you know. Yeah. Now I wish you had mapped different controllers, different guns. So you just like you have a holster, and you just pick up your Wii and point it, and that's a different <laughs> gun. That'd be so great. That would take. You a You could use be on long. the balance board, and then when you're like running on it, you can be like running in the game. That'd be that's cool. That's a little you. too intense. No. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are running long on time. Anything else yeah. you want to close out with here?
1: No, that's
0: it. It's okay, heck of a probably. franchise. It's called the D franchise here.
1: What's that?
0: Heck of a franchise. Yeah, it is. <sighs> I'm sure we'll but have another one all, next year.
1: All good things must end. So I, I think it's getting to the end of its life,
0: you know? Yeah. Or at the very least, it'll have to be scaled down in the future. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, I think eventually it'll just become a multiplayer game and they'll just do DLC packs. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you, Aaron, for your insights on the Call of Duty franchise. I'm sure we will do more similar things in the future. Cause there's, I, I feel like we just tapped the top of the iceberg on Call of Duty. Yeah. I don't know. So where can folks find you on interwe- interwebs?
1: Uh, you can find me at ALRivera058, almost anywhere that I am. So mostly Twitter, Meverse, um, and a little bit on YouTube.
0: Very cool. And I am Tim Chad. You can find me at my handles, T-C-H-A-T-E-N. That's Twitter, Instagram, Meverse, uh, YouTube. We broadcast these live on YouTube starting at 8 p.m. Eastern every Sunday night at YouTube.com slash T-C-H-A-T-E-N. And stick around if you're on the live stream for next hour with me, John, and Aaron. As we dive into all things Nintendo, including the big eShop outage. (laughs) Thanks for watching or listening. We'll be back uh, next time.
1: My name is Peter Bird, and I'm the host of the Deep Look Podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.